Welcome to Growing Your Team, a podcast designed for small business owners seeking to grow their company with the help of employees and contractors. Your time is limited, which means growing and leveraging teams is essential for business success. The Growing Your Team podcast is the place to learn tips and techniques designed to help you know when it's the right time to hire, how to select perfect fit team members, and how to maximize productivity while creating a positive work environment. Drawing from her 10 plus years of leadership and hiring experience, here is your host, Jamie Van Kuyk. Hello, Jamie Van Kuyk here, and welcome back to the Growing Your Team podcast. Today, I have on guest Josh Little. Josh is the founder of four tech companies, Maestro, Bloomfire, Quizzer, and Bali, that have collectively been used by hundreds of millions of people and featured in TechCrunch, Mashable, Entrepreneur, Inc., and Forbes. With two successful exits and a third anticipated, he's currently on a mission to help remote team communication suck less with his fourth creation, Volley, a video messaging app. In this conversation, we talk a lot about Volley, but... This isn't really meant to be a promotion of Volley. This this conversation is all about communicating with your team when you are not in the room or in the office with them. How you can continue to build those needed relationships and have those proper communication levels when you can be hundreds of miles apart and do it in a way that is asynchronous. So you don't have to spend the time to schedule a meeting, jump on a Zoom call, and feeling like you're always living by your calendar of when you can communicate with your team. There is so much good stuff in this episode about effective team communication, why certain levels of communication are important, and how you can build relationships even when you're not working together. I know there's so many people now that are inspired to grow remote teams or are doing it because that's where they're finding the talent that is right for their business. So you'll learn a lot about how you can grow your best team, and you'll even hear about how Josh had a few challenges growing some teams for those earlier businesses of his, when they try to do things remotely, and how things like Folly are making a difference. And all I can say is, I didn't know about Folly before we had this conversation, and I was so inspired that immediately afterwards, I downloaded the app and told my employee that we're gonna we're gonna check it out because it is all about voice communication. And there were so many times that I would send my team members just random voice notes through email because I was like, you know what? Talking through this is a lot easier than typing. And I'm so happy that we have now found Volley because I think it will fill that gap of what I was looking for. So be inspired. Even if Volley is not right for you, there's so much to learn in this episode about communicating with your team members. Hi, Josh. Thank you so much for joining us on the Growing Your Team podcast. Oh, it's my pleasure, Jamie. Thank you for having me. Can you kick off our conversation with telling everybody a little bit about yourself and your business? 
Oh, sure. Uh, yeah. Josh Little, serial entrepreneur, um, I, you know, built four companies uh, and my latest uh, creative endeavor is a company called Volley. Um, and we're just trying to make remote team communication suck less because it's really hard to communicate when you're not in the same space and often not in the same time zone as those that you're trying to move work forward with. So with Volley, we're providing a, a video messaging app that allows teams to communicate better, increase connection, and even reduce some of their meetings, which I know everyone is a fan of. Yes. Yeah. That's one thing I do not miss from the corporate days is back to back to back to back meetings. And I try very hard to make it so my schedule now with my team does not go down that path. And is your team totally remote? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's really hard remote, right? Uh, just because you have to talk in order to move work forward. That Just because you're remote doesn't mean you get away from that, right? You, you need to be able to talk to move work forward. But if the only way to talk is to get on a Zoom or get in a room, there's kind of no other solution back to back or slack your face off all day if, if you you know want to do that, but then you're missing a big uh, portion of, of context and, and empathy of, of your message and not everything. N- nobody wants to write a book in, in Slack or chat apps like that. So that's kind of what we're thinking with Volley is something in the middle that takes the best of the bo- both worlds. Video messaging allows you to say what you need to say and move on with your day. It's kind of the richness of talking with the flexibility of texting because it's asynchronous. So I send you a video message. I don't need a response that moment. I don't need you to listen to me while I say this thing, but somewhere in the next hour or two, it'd be nice to know and uh, your response or the answer to my question or get, get unblocked. And so teams are getting a lot of value, especially remote teams where, where connection is low, relationships are new often, therefore communication really matters. Right. Yeah. I see so much value in this. Like one of the things that my team is still actually very small. So it's me, I have a part-time employee and then I do have currently one consistent contractor that I'm working with who actually does the podcast editing. Um, but so our team's still pretty small, but it's growing and it's definitely going to get larger here soon. But one of the things that I noticed is with my, my one team member, she's part-time. She doesn't always work the same hours that I do. So always we have our set times that we do get on meetings and kind of talk about things and about project status and updates and training and telling her what's coming down the pipeline and stuff like that. But then in between there's these handoff points of projects where it goes from me to her. And sometimes I'm like, I'll go to start typing out an email and I'm just like, I don't know if I can get my point across and just, and just text. So I've started recording little voice notes on my phone and then sending them to her through. And uh, I'm just like, it, it just makes that communication a little bit better where, where she can actually hear like the emphasis of certain things. I don't have to figure out what's the exact proper way to type this, where I can get it across, where I can just, sometimes I say, okay, I'm going to ramble for a few minutes, but I feel like the rambling is going to get it. So I, I love that. And then to bring the video in, so you're actually feeling like you're, you're having that connection with the person instead of just a voice. That's right. Well, in fact, it actually makes you both better. The, re- the research on this is y- you can speak seven times faster than you can compose an email, a written business communication on average. So you're automatically sped up. And then 
not only that, do you, are you able to give more context, more empathy, more emotion in that tone of voice with a voice message that gives of the hundred percent of the communication spectrum, only 7% are the words that we choose to speak. 38% is the tone of voice that we use when we speak them. And another 55% is what we look like when we're saying those words. That's why we have the video on right now today. So not only does that ability make you better as a communicator and it it helps the message to be received by those that you're communicating with, but in volley, you can listen to the other person on 2X because we can understand speech that's sped up two to three times faster than it's actually able to be spoken. You can skip back and have total recall of the conversation or listen to something again. And, you know, you, you get all these superpowers from that sort of communication. Whenever you can allow a little gap in between, which is what asynchronous communication is, um, then you, you gain all of these benefits. Uh, also, the, the time to think about your response before you, you speak it. This is especially important for people like me who are proclaimed introverts, who are slow thinkers. Like I do have thoughtful responses. I have, I have interesting things to say. They just don't happen in 200 milliseconds, which is the typical break in a conversation. And I want to listen to you fully. So I can't pull together a really interesting response. This is why podcasts make me a little bit nervous because I'm not exactly sure what to say sometimes with some questions, right? So asynchronous video messaging helps someone like me gather a response and and put my best foot forward um, and maybe say something a lot more thoughtful than I, than I was. And maybe the gap is only three seconds or 10 seconds or 12. That's all I need. Educational research shows that if we wait just three seconds after we ask a question, we get a fundamentally better response. Ooh, I like that research. That's a, that's very great to hear as a, as another fellow introvert where it's like, yeah, sometimes I need, need that time to like process it. Okay. And now let's deliver the answer. And like you said, that way you can fully listen to what was said get your answer together and spit it out. But I even know for me, like just the, the ability with technology, just in general to be able to provide, whether it is like the voice notes or now that your, your platform where you can do like the video messages, like back and forth and everything. It's just so great. Cause like what you're talking about, it's quicker than to type everything out. And I had a friend, business friends the other day who was like asking me just some very basic questions about in the hiring worlds and everything about independent contractors and employees. And she sent me a message through Instagram and I went to go type it. And I was just like, oh my goodness, it's going to take me forever to type this out. <laughs> so I was just like, hit that little girl record button there. And I'm like, Hey, I'm like, yeah. I'm probably going to send you a bunch of short messages. Like, but yeah. I'm like, it's going to be so much faster than if I actually tried to type this out. And yeah, I, it, it just, it made it so much more smoother. I was able to answer our questions and we were done with the entire conversation and probably what it would have taken me to fully type out the first response, making sure it was perfect and getting everything over in a way where I'm like, okay, am I being clear enough? Absolutely. And we've all done it. We've all spent an hour plus, and we don't, we don't want to admit it or acknowledge that that has happened, but writing an email and getting the bullet points, right. Rethinking that sentence. And, and some, some interaction requires that level of thought and and care, but most doesn't. And um, there's much better things to be doing with our time than obsessing over written communication. That's, that's, you know, where we were, uh, that's not the future of work. That's that's the past of work, in my opinion. Yeah. So then is your team 100% remote? 
We are. It may sound stupid, uh, but we didn't realize when we started Volley that we would need to be. We actually got together in an office. Um, actually, this room here, uh, the, the four of us founders, and we realized, oh, we don't use our product very much when we're sitting in a room together uh, because we have the proximity. I wouldn't record a video message if you're sitting right next to me, right? So right. yeah, we, we are 100% remote right now. It's, uh, it's a team of 12 and we're across uh, three different time zones um, and just working flawlessly. And, and the ironic thing is Volley is my fourth startup. The, the last three I've tried to do the remote thing. We've tried to do work from home Wednesdays. We've tried to do fully remote and we end up just coming back because there's this component missing that we can't get the same level of inter interaction. We can't get the same quality of conversation when we're remote. And so Vali is very much trying to solve that problem and to fill that gap um, because I've never been able to work remote successfully. I know there's been a lot of people that have been doing it for a lot of years, but for me, relationships are important. Communication is important. Connection is important. And it's just really hard to get that on Zoom. And it's impossible to get it over something like Slack. Right. And I feel like Zoom can sometimes be okay if it's in that really one-to-one -one setting and you're having those quick meetings. But when you're doing things where it's like a larger team and then you have like, all the different squares and, and everything. Yeah. Like building that connection. It's, it's just, it's just not there. And you don't like you were saying earlier, you don't want to have to get on a, a zoom meeting to be like, let's find time in our calendar where the two of us can get together to have this conversation that could be 30 seconds long. Absolutely. And it's Parkinson's law that, you know, the, the task will give you whatever time you allot. So if you schedule a 30 minute meeting, magically 30 minutes, it took 30 minutes for us to have this conversation. Okay. Did it really need to take 30 minutes or that one hour? It's, it's almost eerie how accurate we are with our calendar and our scheduling, but it's really just because of the bloat of the conversation and the, the time that we care to take and video messaging cuts through that. Like you're not going to sit and talk to your phone or your computer and record this video message and go on and on for 10 minutes. It just doesn't make right. sense to do that. You'll feel awkward somewhere in there. There will be a natural cue that, okay, that's enough. You said what you need to say. And there's not much more than the message that you're trying to say that you would want to include in that. So it kind of just cuts it down to the core of, you know, what we need to get to. I, we like to say, say what you need to say and move on with your day um, and let others respond in their own time. And that that's the beauty. And it's not, you, you just were able to say it one, that's a seven X productivity increase. And then others were able to listen to it on two X. There's a two X win. Um, and then we got the, all the quality and empathy out of that, which is uh, also a beautiful thing. So yeah, there's a lot of magic that can kind of fall out of communicating in that way. Yes. Yes, definitely. The other thing that I think this tool is going to be like fantastic for is companies out there that they're not 100% remote, but they have that random remote team member. And I know back when I was in corporate and we'd have these random remote team members, it almost felt like they were away on an island. They weren't part of everything because you got so used to the day-to-day -day in the office, it was easy to forget about the person who wasn't there or not be able to build those relationships. One of the things I know I talked about a lot on this podcast is my one team member who thankfully finally pointed out to me that the only time I talked to her is when, when something was going wrong, that we never had any like positive conversations. And it's just like, oh, we were always trying to figure out how do we pull these people back into feeling like they're connected to the team. And I think like having those, uh, 
remote, um, video, like just touch points, like stuff like that, instead of sending a quick email where it's like, we can actually see each other and build that relationship that way would have made like a huge difference. Yeah. Simon Sinek just released this video a month or two ago that I think is so good. And it's about trust building and remote teams. He says it way better than I do, but the idea is all of those little interactions that we had in an office, the going to lunch together, stopping each other in the hall, walking out to the parking lot together seemed like nothing in isolation. But when you take them away, they summed up to equal relationship. They summed up to equal trust. And what I'm learning now from working with now thousands of remote teams and seeing them use Volley is that communication is culture. Those two are inseparable. Without communication, you have no culture. So the way that you communicate, the way that you interact, the way that you move work forward is, you know, you can put values on the wall. You can have the, you know, the decree from, from on high, but that's not really your culture unless it's manifest in your communication. So um, it's, it's been fun to kind of see these teams and, and so say things like, Polly's bringing back the fun and spontaneity that we once had that we lost going remote. Now it's back again because I can say that joke. Uh, I'm not going to slack it because you're not going to get kind of my comedic timing. I'm not going to schedule a Zoom for it because that'd be a waste of time. And this whole notion of like Zoom happy hours, like, come on, that's there's nothing happy about that. So that's forced fun by definition. It won't work, even though I know that's put forth as like a solution to the like connection and bonding. But what if you could just say the joke and even stand in a funny place or wear a funny hat while you did it, or do, you know, and that shows up to the team in a video message and they can react to that, or they can, you know, play off of that with their, their own, um, you know, message back. Uh, so those are some of my favorite quotes from, you know, we're getting to know our team on a whole new level. I love that Volley lets me see the nuance and kind of what someone's really trying to communicate and they can't lie about how they feel. Like I can see it on their face. Like yes. I can read their eyes. Like all of these things are really powerful and probably the most exciting thing uh, about Volley that, that I'm hearing right now from our users. Yes. And you just said something very, very important is being able to like see the person and their expressions and how they're really feeling about things. That is one thing that I know people have said about being a remote worker is their boss no longer sees what they're up to day to day. They don't see that they're stressed out. They don't, they don't see that all they're seeing is the work product. They don't see what it took to get there. And if you then have that video and you can see each other and you can see, okay, well, they're saying this but their face is showing this, or all of a sudden you have this person who's typically very, very vibrant and they're coming off as very, you know, kind of, kind of down. You can ask about that and you can see what's going on and you're building that, that better connection because you're no longer just focused on, well, are they producing the work, but who are they as that well-rounded person? Do they need to go and take an afternoon off because there's something personal going on that's super stressing them out and you'll get better work product from them if you give them a little bit of time to focus on those personal needs. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, some people don't like this about Volley because it is a very mobile product and you can move work forward from the supermarket or coffee shop or dropping the kids off or wherever you are uh, because that's when ideas strike or the, the, the breakthrough happens is, you know, when we're not, when we're sitting at our desk, unfortunately, uh, but you tend in a team that's using volley, you tend to just see like in this zoom 
call right now. I know uh, podcast listeners can't hear it, but you can see well, I've got a really nice light over here. I've got a guitar sitting back there. These things are totally staged, right? And so on Zoom, you can like put on this makeup, this facade, but you kind of can't with volley. You're, you're volleying back because uh, you're making lunch and you're making protein pancakes. Oh, protein pancakes. What's the recipe for that? Or, oh, why, why that's interesting. Or, oh, you're, you're you're trying to, you have some fitness goals. Okay. So it just kind of seeing someone's environment that they're walking somewhere else, that they're at a park, that they're tells a lot more about the person and tends to lead to this personal connection and this um, vulnerability that comes through. And for that reason, we, we get asked about filters and background filters. I kind of don't want to build those things for that reason, because let's be real. Like we're working from this new environment and, and the future of work is not sitting in a really nice, beautifully groomed office in this chair at a certain time. The future of work is walking the dog. It's in a coffee shop. Then you're at work. Then you're at home. Then you're dropping the kids off. And then you're in some different environment. The future of work is you're in different modalities throughout the day. And in each of those modalities, you need to communicate differently. You can't slack while walking the dog. You can't Zoom while in a coffee shop or you shouldn't because um, that's annoying when, when people do that. But um, but that's why we're we're hoping that we're building the tool that enables that all of those different modalities. Uh, you can if you don't want to record a video message, you can send a text volley, or you can just upload an image or a voice volley if you're not camera ready. Like there's all of those different modalities that you can find a volley to get your message across in the best method, or I guess the right tool for the job. Yeah, and. One of the things that I was thinking of, like kind of while you were talking about that is people like business owners. So most people probably listen to this podcast are used because you're running a small business, working all the time, works, your business is always on your mind. But from an employee perspective, like hearing that you'd be like, oh my gosh, my boss is always going to be connected to me. My team's always going to be connected to me. I can't like, I don't want to be talking when I'm in the grocery store, but that's always one of those things that you can set up that, that right and proper culture, like having your team members know that you might send them a message, but they don't have to respond to it outside of business hours or that if they're running to pick up the kids in the afternoon, wait till you get home to do it. But also yeah. like, like you talked about, there's this different setup of work coming up and it like, there's a lot of things like when you can work from home and have a little bit more flexibility, you feel like you're kind of living your life in the middle of the workday as well, but you're getting the work done. So yeah. to be able to say, I can step away from my desk and still run this conversation and still keep things moving and go on that walk, which is good for my health is better than being stuck at a desk for eight, 10 hours a day where you, you feel trapped. And it's kind of like building that life that you want around making sure the product and, um, is still being produced. So the service are still being, uh, done. Absolutely. That's what I hope we're enabling is the ability to work how you want to work so that you can live how you want to live. Um, and we, interesting on our team, I had one of our engineers the other day, um, we have a channel called away from camera because it's cute because it's folly and, you know, it's not away from your desk. You're just away from camera. Like you're not going to be responding to volleys or whatever. And so in the middle of the day, he was like, Hey, I've got to drop, uh, pick up kid up and do some, something. And I'll, you know, I'll be away for like an hour or whatever. And I was like, Hey man, you don't need to tell us that. 
it's cool. Like we don't, we don't need an immediate response. Um, and this is totally the flexibility that we're trying to enable in the world. He just happened to come from a company that was very into mobbing and pairing, which means you're developing kind of eyeball to eyeball all day, working as a team. And uh, it was a big deal. If you were going to step away for an hour, like you're letting the team down and it was kind of a very intense thing. So I was like, Hey, that's cool here. So I, I love the thought that you kind of have to be deliberate about the culture that you're going to create. Yes, yes, exactly. All right. So, of course, one of the things that I was thinking of when you were talking earlier um, was there was this uh, person, this business owner that I recently was speaking with, and they were saying that they needed an in-office team member because they wanted the ability when they have an idea to be able to open the door and just shout out their idea versus having to call up the employee and talk to the employee that way or scheduling a time. And of course, in my mind, I'm just like, you want it to be easy to interrupt somebody. You know, I have to, I have to put an effort to pick up the phone and call someone to get the same idea across. Like they just thought that was too much effort, but I was just like, do you not realize like it's, you're still interrupting the team member to get their thing across. But I kind of like this and this idea where it's like, okay, this could be another solution for that person. It's like, you don't need to be in the same office to still be like, let me, let me get this idea across. Let me shout it out to you that, Hey, or I need help here. Can you take this? Can you do that? And you know, I just love that it's breaking the norms, but still giving you that, that full access and that full ability for that quick communication. It is. You're right. And the, the downside of the office opening the door is you just interrupted someone they may have been writing the last line of the manifesto. They may have been figuring out that last piece of this difficult algorithm. You know, you don't know what you're interrupting. That's the problem with popping in in the office. And that's why I say, like, even if it's 10 seconds, just write that last line. That's all you need to say what you need to say and let the other person hear what they need to hear when, they, when they're ready and, and able to hear. And that's the beauty of asynchronous. That's why email works for us. That's why tools like Slack and Teams work for us is we can chat when we want. We can kind of batch them, put them into corners of our day and get to that deep work. But what we're missing with those text-based communication tools is that, that context. I was just looking for a stat because I did some research on this. Um, oh, it, it's 72% of people have creative insights in the shower. This really supports this idea that you never know when the, the genius is going to hit. You don't, it's, it could be on a walk, could be driving the car, could be whatever. And I'm not saying you should volley in the shower. That would be a, a well, but there are voice follies. So we've got that problem solved, right? Just don't get the phone but wet. You should be able to record it. Yeah. Don't get the phone wet. Although Apple's solving that, you know, some of the new uh, Android devices as well, but yeah, the, we just don't know when those ideas are hit are going to hit and it's really hard to save them up. So think about, we, we have, um, we have people using Volley for coaching and we have some people actually using it for therapy, which is crazy, but cool. But isn't that the way coaching should be done? Why are we saving everything up till Thursday at 3.30? I've worked with an executive coach for the, over a decade now, last three companies, and she's amazing. But a lot of times when I get into that session, I needed her like Tuesday at 10 o'clock at night, not Thursday at 3.30. And by Thursday at 3.30, that thing's either already blown up in my face or I've solved it. And so, you know, a lot of times Thursday at 3.30, I didn't have anything really, um, but I did Friday at 4.30 or whenever that is. Why, why isn't coaching on demand and, and continuous? Right. And, why, and therefore, why isn't leadership? Why, why, why are we waiting to save things up to a one-on-one? -on -one? Why can't I 
hit you up when I'm blocked on something, when I really need you, not when we have our monthly one-on-one or weekly or whatever, whatever that cadence is. Right? Yeah. And especially like if you're in that type of business where you're meeting a lot with clients or you're going in and out of the office where you're doing physical meetings, if you're, you know, still in a field where you can go out and do stuff in person. And sometimes you have those team members that are waiting for you to come back into the office because they have that question and to be able to just like send you their question, you give them a response back and they can keep moving. They can then better serve the people that they're serving where they, they need your answer before they can move forward. And they don't have to wait for you for that perfect moment where both of you are available. That's right. That's, that's, that's the, the benefit and the downside of synchronous communication. Yes, it is richer to, to speak face to face. And that's a beautiful thing, but there's all sorts of downsides and inefficiencies. We have to stop what we're doing. We have to get in the right place. We have to have the obligatory small talk. You and I talked about whether when we first got on this conversation today, right? Like shame on us, but no, what the heck else are you going to talk about? Then there's the you know, technical difficulties, meandering in the conversation, people that don't need to be there on and on the list goes. There's all this bad behavior in synchronous meetings that has crept up over the years, not to mention that. Uh, time spent in meetings has increased 10% a year since the year 2000. And it increased even more than that 13% during the pandemic. So yeah, yeah, there's a, there's a lot to be said about having the benefits of face-to-face without the downsides of face-to-face. Well, I can tell you for someone who's, you know, obviously in the hiring space and I do recruiting for some of my clients. So I speak directly to candidates a lot early on in the pandemic people were leaving their jobs like as quickly as they could find something new. Cause they're like, I can't deal with all these meetings. I can't work for a company that we now have meetings from nine to five because they feel like we need this, the constant meetings in order to get anything done. But they're like, but I actually can't get anything done because I'm always in meetings. Sure. That's right. Yeah. Like I said, it just, the need to talk does not go away when you're remote. In fact, it probably increases because you don't have all of those ad hoc interactions that fill in. Right. Um, And that's why you're back to back zooms. And yeah, is that really what we're doing? Is this really work? Is this, weren't I hired to do a job which requires me to do um, thoughtful things with my hands in mind that it aren't, you know, staring at a screen and sitting in meetings. Exactly. Yes. Yes. And yes. Yeah. So I have one more question about volley and then I want to kind of transition a little bit into some other things Okay. with it. Can you send a message to multiple people? So it's kind of like you can have like a group chat going on. Totally. Yeah. I mean, volley has similar organization to Slack. You can, you can create a workspace and then invite your team and have channels and conversations with one another. All can be, there's an unlimited number that you can have in a channel or group. I think our biggest one is like 690 people, which I don't recommend, but you know, we're, we're experimenting. And so yeah, you can have group conversations. You can rename them. I have the same conversation with, sorry, I have multiple conversations with the same number of people because there are different topics or threads that we want to talk about with this, you know, leadership group or me and my co-founder, we have several different conversations that we've labeled different things. So yeah, there's all kinds of flexibility and ways to organize those conversations in Bali. Great. I love that. Okay. So changing things just a little bit. So obviously before you mentioned that, you know, you've ran multiple, started multiple companies, other times you've tried remotes, you know, that now that you guys are actually doing remote successfully, but besides that communication aspect, tell us about some of the things that you've learned about working with remote teams. 
Well, that's good. Uh, communication is the big one because that's really seemed to be the the number one problem in my book. Some of these other things is, is trying to figure out like, we don't have an office. We don't have that expense. What do benefits need to look like? What, how do how do you get someone the right equipment? And and we're still trying to figure that out as a team. But some of the things I like that we're doing and that I'm hearing others do is kind of this equipment bonus. I knew this other this CEO one time that he his philosophy was that craftsmen bring their own tools. Um, so we do this at Volley. Like you probably already have a computer that you like that's good. Like the whole idea of issuing computers in an IT department—that's so 2019. Or right. Uh, so so everyone at Volley brings their own tools, your own monitor, your own equipment, your own desk. But then we give a really nice um, sign-up bonus, and you can use those and and get reimbursed for those things. You know, at 100% rate. And so figuring those things out are interesting. Statistically, like the the research is showing that. Uh, remote work is leading to fewer vacations, unfortunately. That's one we're thinking about. Um, I know uh, someone building a company called Donday that a, f- a fellow entrepreneur, Riley Butters, she's, it's a really cool company. It's, it's, um, it's travel as a benefit. Um, so I like that idea. I, I'm thinking we ought to do something like that to just not force travel. I don't love that idea necessarily, but, um, but just, help employees uh, feel like it's something that's not only accepted, but encouraged, you know, even beyond the, it's unlimited paid time off, which means you don't take any time off. That's, that's not a good solution. And I hear others that are, that are saying, well, we mandate it. We, we mandate our time off. And like, I don't know that that's the solution either, but make it easy, make it, make it um, something people are looking forward to uh, a perk of some sort. We're, we're still trying to figure those things out, but volley's a very young company as well. Yeah. Yeah. I know when it comes to the equipment now, my husband, he's, he's a software developer, has worked remotely for companies for four years now, but just recently he switched to a new company and they sent him like his new computer and everything. And they sent him a monitor and the monitor arrived and he's goes like, what am I really supposed to do with this? Like now we have this extra monitor because he has this really nice, like, I don't know. I want to say it's like four foot curved monitor that he has yeah, like, yeah. and he says, why would I want to use this other monitor? It's like, if the company just asked, like, do you need a monitor? You know, he could have said, no, the company could have saved the money of buying a monitor, shipping it off and like all this stuff. And it's like, now we have this extra monitor yeah. sitting around because none of us need it. Cause we, cause we have ones that we like and that we use and, and stuff like that. Exactly. And that's the case that I found, especially with engineers and techies, which we hire a lot of, of course, um, They've got a good setup. You're going to you're going to issue them a computer that is garbage compared to what they already have. Just let them use what they already have and reimburse them for that, you know, and and make that interesting. And I used to do this whole um well, you've got to be here 12 months and if not, you're going to have to pay us back or give us the computer back. Oh, that's just garbage. Now it's just we'll just buy you the thing. Like it's just yours. If you quit next week, oh well, dang. Uh send it back if you want. You know, we it's just kind of a new, and it's a new frontier that we're all exploring together. And I think a lot is going to change about the way that we work, the way that we are compensated, you know, the way that we even relate to companies. I know there's a lot of people thinking that the future of work for talented people is fractional. It's not, you know, the old W2 full-time sort of thing. I 
tend to not believe that personally, but I can see where they're coming from. And there's, there's a lot of new ways of, of joining a company and being part of a team and helping move work forward that aren't in the neat box of, you know, traditional companies and W2 employees and full-time work. Right. Exactly. It's yeah. It's figuring out what you need as a business, what's going to create your culture. And yeah, you don't have to follow the standard that's always out there. If you think about it, it's like even the standard nine to five hours, like that's back from the industrial like revolution. And they set those hours because that's when there was daylight and that's when things could yeah. actually, you could actually see in the factories with minimal um, additional lighting. And we still are on this thing. Well, work has to be done between the nine to five hours. And it's like, well, does it really? Like, does it really need to be done? Like some things do because you need those people that are going to be interacting directly with customers. And those are the hours that the customers are going to be available and contacting the business. But there's a lot of other things that don't need to be done versus and the way things have always been done. You get to make the rules. I love it. Yeah, we can challenge any of those norms, which uh, I, I love breaking the rules. So it's it's perfect for me. And, and, and you know, that's why I feel like we're, Part of the revolution with, with Volley is just enabling a new way to work, a new way to be flexible and move her forward, not just in nine to five, but um, wherever and whenever you are, however you want to and need to. Yeah. So then do your team members work pretty standard hours? I know you said you're across multiple time zones. So how does that work? They do because, you know, our kids, you know, for those of us who have kids, they're in school during those same daylight hours. Why is that set? Well, again, because um, daylight hours and safety and whatnot. So yeah, for the most tradition, we we work pretty traditional hours, but there is a heck of a lot more chatter throughout the weekend, um, at Volley just because of those magic moments hitting and like, Oh, you know what? I was just thinking about this. And we, you know, we have somebody who's at a soccer game, who's, you know, sharing this idea, like, what if we did transcriptions in this way or, or whatnot. And, and you could say, oh, that's not good. That's, uh, you should have the weekends to yourself. But we kind of we care about what we're doing at Volley. It, we like it. it. Like it really matters to us. And we're all kind of constantly thinking about that. And so for certain teams, like this is probably not the right way to communicate for a team at Pfizer or some very established blue chip company. But for for those teams, these are the people we're building volley for. They're, they're trying to do big things. Stakes are high. They care about what they're doing. Therefore, communication matters. Every interaction counts. Sometimes relationships are new like they are at volley. And therefore, a, a product that lets us communicate better whenever and wherever is a good thing for us. But I, I can definitely hear people listening that are like, oh, I don't know about communicating after five o'clock. You can totally set those boundaries. We haven't needed to at Volley, but you can totally set those boundaries for yourself. Yeah. And I think like when it comes to those boundaries, the one thing to remember is there's a lot of people, it's like they want their weekends and everything because work stresses them out during the week. But if you're able to create this environment where things are a little bit more flexible, you don't feel that like we, like we were talking about, like you're chained to your desk during those hours that you have a little bit more of that freedom, that flexibility. You don't have to apologize because you need to go pick up your kids. It creates that whether it's good or bad, that, that more blending of work and life. And like you said, people enjoy it. They're not sending you a message at a soccer game on the weekends because they feel like they need to, they're doing it because they want to. And like, that's the thing around that culture, want versus need. I love it. Yes. Um, I, 
have a story, um, one, another one of our engineers um, who worked at a similar company to one like, I, I don't want to name names. And I, I don't even know if he'd want me to share this story, but he volleyed me crying one day, just so emotional. And he, and he said, this product is changing my life. My son just walked into my office with this thing that he had just done. And I was able to take just three minutes and like acknowledge him and see him and, and validate him and react to that in a very real way in the middle of the day. And I would have never been able to do that before because I would have been eyeball to eyeball. We would have been pairing and that just wouldn't have been acceptable. But now like the flexibility throughout my workday is totally different in the way that I can even see my kids and, and relate to them in the middle of the workday is totally different. So I just loved it. It was a super heartwarming moment and realizing, oh yeah, we're, we're on the right track with what we're doing here. We haven't nailed it maybe yet, but we're doing something pretty important. Yes. And those moments with the kids are super important as like a mom myself that has two little kids, they are back at school now, but you know, when they're home or they come home after school and it's just being able to have those moments versus, okay, well, we don't all get home until like five 36 o'clock. Now it's quickly eat dinner, do your homework, get off to bed to start all over the next day. It's like, yeah, being able to feel like those little moments be there for them. They add up and they can make happier people, which is happier employees, which means better work product, which means more successful your company is going to be. Absolutely. It's a total give and take. And if you're, if you're willing to give a little bit, you can also take a little bit as well. And, and, that's totally interesting for some people that, like me who don't want the traditional, don't want what's been handed to us. Let's let's make a beautiful future together. And I think that's what we're all trying to grapple for and figure out right now is work is evolving before our eyes every day. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, I feel like we could keep talking forever, but it's time to start wrapping everything up. So Josh, tell everybody how they can get in touch with you or where they can go to download Volley. Oh yeah, go to volleyapp.com. Uh, we have apps for iOS, Android, Mac, and PC. So you can download one of those and invite your team today. And um, that's the best way to find me, honestly, is just uh, every new Volley user gets a conversation directly with the founding team. And so we're, we're chatting with our new users. Like, why wouldn't we take advantage of that opportunity with our own product to understand how a new user experiences the product and what, what friction do they experience and what's causing confusion? So that's the best way both to get volley and to connect with me right now. Awesome. Well, thank you for that, Josh. Like, I know, like I'm going to go look into it and download it. Cause I'm like, Oh, I need this. I need this. Like, Oh, so I'm excited. Yeah. All right. So my last question that I like to ask all my guests, we've all had leaders or managers that have stood out with to us, whether it was a boss, someone around us, someone that really stood out to us as a leader. Think of the most impactful leader that you have interacted with. And can you share with us one thing that made them stand out as a great leader to you? Yeah, um, it's a great question. I would have to say my first co-founder, um, Jen Randall, uh, she still runs the company we founded together, Maestro. She's just an exceptional leader, has all of the things that you need as a leader, your charisma, vision, all of those things, like good at, you know, rallying the troops and morale and right, all of those expected leader things. But she had this one philosophy that I think set her apart 
And she called it scissors down. And it came from her days as being a teacher. I'm also a teacher by training. We both taught in public schools. That's probably one of the things that one of the commonalities that drew us together. Right. Um, but um, she taught elementary school. She didn't want to, as a teacher, she didn't want to be one of those that, you know, they're cutting out their, you know, letters for the, the board outside of the classroom or trying to get their work done. And when a student comes up, they get, they're just keeping going with their work. She wanted to be a scissors down sort of teacher that when a student came to her desk, she would put her scissors down, give the student 100% attention right there, be present with them in the moment. And that thing that made her a successful teacher also made her a very successful leader because that's the way that she related with team members. Like whatever chaos was happening, whatever problems we had with payroll or whatever, it didn't matter if somebody needed her. She was just there for them in that moment. And she was really good at it. And that also enabled her to um, kind of be uh, better when the seas were rough. She, she was able to be in a different place for the team. I struggle with that when, when I'm emotional, I kind of can't not be emotional. I can't, can't show up differently to the team. And, and she was able to do that. So I guess that's two things you asked for one, but two things I think that set her apart as a leader. Well, two things are always great to hear. They were great examples. I love, I love that concept of scissors down. I know a lot of people try doing that, especially like with kids. And I know it's something that I try yeah. doing a lot. Like when my kids come into the office, of course, a lot of times it's like, hold on, wait, I got to finish this. Like, let me finish the sentence. Like the, the stuff you've been working on for, let me finish the sentence. And then you got my full attention, but yeah, like trying to not, not go back and forth and be doing two things at once because you you miss something or you're going to screw up what you're typing. Cause then you start typing what they're saying instead of what you're thinking. And like, you know, so yeah, like scissors down, give people your full attention, let them know that you, you value them and such great, great advice and great leader to look up to. All right, Josh. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the growing your team podcast. This was such a great conversation. Well, thank you. I, I really enjoyed it too. I'm so glad you had me on. Thank you. And that wraps up this episode of the Growing Your Team podcast. Did you enjoy this episode? If so, and you have not done so yet, please subscribe to the Growing Your Team podcast so you can stay up to date on all the latest episodes and hear all the greatest tips from our guest experts on how you can grow your team so you can scale your business. And if you haven't done so yet, please consider leaving us a review. I would love to hear what you think of the podcast and your review will help other people decide if this is the right podcast for them. So once again, thank you for listening and be sure to subscribe and leave us a review. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Growing Your Team with your host, Jamie Van Kite. Be sure to subscribe and head on over to growingyourteam.com to connect, access the show notes, and discover more ways to hire and leverage your perfect fit team.